2: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of a Pack-A-Day Podcast, wherever you may be and however you may be listening. Thank you so much for making this part of your day. My name is Nick Schmitz, and I will be your host on this Sunday, December 11th, the bye week. It is great for us to not be forced to watch Packers football this weekend. It's that, That's the kind of season it's been. It's just, you know, it's been a rough one, and uh, the bye week. You know, now Jimmy. Before we get into what we're going to talk about today, because obviously we don't have a game, we don't have a game to preview this weekend with it being the bye week. Uh, The one thing I want to start with before we get into our actual topic is, yeah, I don't understand why there are still buys this late into the season. Like, like they always talk about how there's like two halves to the NFL season, right? There's September to Thanksgiving. Yeah. And then there's everything post-Thanksgiving where you really see separation. You see teams really kind of getting into a groove, right? Well,
0: yeah. if that's
2: the case, shouldn't everyone be done with their buy by Thanksgiving?
3: Well, they got to fill the time slots, man. They got all those TV contracts. They got to make sure there's teams to play. I, I think a buy this late uh is is weird. Like it definitely is. I just don't think they have a better system when they have like so many. You have Amazon. You got to have a team for or a game for ESPN, NBC. You need a game for well, all the ones during the day. You well, can't so just I, put everyone on buy. Well, no, I know, but like I like okay. So there's 32 teams in the league,
2: and so you need so so week one everybody plays. Like the first, I think three or four weeks, everybody's got a game, right? So they don't start by weeks until October. So if all 32 teams are playing in a given week, that's 16 games a week, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, you need a Thursday night game. You need Mm -hmm. the Sunday afternoon window. You need a Sunday night game and a Monday night game. Those are all your national television games. So, that's eight. That's four total games. That's eight teams right there. And then you need probably what? Five, six games at noon minimum? Like, yeah. Okay. So, if, if you go six games, that's what? 12 teams plus four more. Is what 12 20. teams plus t- 20? So you essentially could have what like 12 teams. Like, there's, I,
3: I understand what you're saying, but there is zero chance that they ever do that and they're going to stick to this format of just expanding it as long as possible.
2: I, I just like it doesn't make sense because, like, this is the other thing too that kills me about it the NFL is like, oh, like health and safety, and it's like, so you're telling me it's good for. Packer players to play 13 straight games before getting a break. And, and mind you, it's, you know, everybody's going to deal with it. Right. Yeah. Because green Bay, they were offered to have their bye week what, like week six after the, after after the the giants, after the giants game. So I think early buys are just as ridiculous, but I I think there's a way in which they could get every buy done between weeks, like six and 11. Oh, for sure. And, I think I,
3: they're gonna have to they're gonna have to consolidate it more and put more teams on buys once uh once they add an extra buy because you know they're gonna add another regular season game and then at that point they're gonna add another buy and at that point they'll they'll have more teams on buy each week
2: yeah yeah the, I, I just it, it, it I, I i I hate the fact that it's basically the middle of December and Green Bay is not playing a game. So you just
3: started at the you just started the show with we're not forced to watch a watch a green bay well, game yes. and now you're saying Yeah well but but Jimmy there you're always going to have a bye there's always going to be a week <laughs> in which I can make that a
2: true statement. I just think it's ridiculous it's happening this late in the year.
3: <laughs> That's fair. fair.
2: So uh so yeah it's Packers bye week um obviously no game to preview It's uh well Jimmy I mean are you going to be watching any football since the Packers are playing this weekend are you going to be
3: checking out any of the games yeah yeah no that's my I plan on having red zone on from 12 to 6 and then probably probably won't watch the monday night game or sunday night game i'll probably watch some random show with my wife and see what she wants to watch since i just made her watch football for like six straight hours so uh but no I, so definitely, kind of I definitely cool. will okay. i uh, but it, it stinks though no matter how bad the team's doing it does having a bye week just sucks because my Sundays are just so whenever I talk about it, I just, I feel so dumb, but it's like my, my Sundays are planned around when the Packers play.
2: Oh, like, for sure. 100%. Yeah, you make sure
3: everything's done before it, or you plan everything. If they play at 12, you plan everything after it. Like, yep. And now it's just like, what do I do? I have a three hour slot of my Sunday that is just not there right now.
2: Right, <laughs> I'm, I'm confused well and the other thing too that I'm upset with with the way they scheduled it this year is so the Packers have two consecutive Sundays in which they don't get to watch their team because you have yeah, to buy Monday this night. week and then next week we're Monday night and yeah. so I mean I don't think that should ever be a thing I I don't think you should ever have the only way you should ever go consecutive Sundays without watching your team is is if you're eliminated like from the playoffs like like you're just like you're done for the year, whatever it might
3: be like, but I just, I do hate I, Monday night football and I do hate Thursday night football. I just want my team to play Sunday. So real real quick. Which o'clock. one's worse though?
2: Which one's worse Sunday or uh, Sunday or Monday night football or Thursday night football,
3: Thursday night football
2: uh, for sure. Yes. Yeah. I, I don't know if you got to watch the game the other night Rams and Raiders, but uh, that was awful. Like yeah. I, I've gotten yeah. to the point where I, and, and you know what the worst part about Thursday night football is, is the fact that it's on prime. So like when they go to a commercial break, I can't just like go to my TV guide and flip over to something else real quick. No. Like I have to literally back out of the entire app and it's just not worth it at that point.
3: Yeah. You have to just watch their Amazon prime ads. That's yep. all, you have <laughs> all the shows that they want. They want you to watch. You just have to watch trailers for. Right.
2: Yep. So, well, all right, Jimmy, let's get into our actual topic for today. Um, so. It's not really midseason awards because I mean we're we're what three three fourths 3 fourths of the way through the season already. Um, but just kind of bi-week awards, you know, we've played enough of the season at this point where I mean you know, it's possible that I, I I believe it's possible that by the time the Packers start their Monday night game with the Rams, that they could officially be eliminated by then. I don't know if that's yeah. One hundred percent true or not, but they or at least could be very close. So we're kind of hitting the point of the year where, I mean, the the reality is, Jimmy, we know what this team is. You know, it's I don't think they're a bad team. They're just they're they're this year. They're just not a good team. And and I do think there's a difference between the two, between being a bad team and just not being good. Um, but so let's start with the uh, the MVP of the season, Jimmy. So far to this point, and quite honestly, I don't think it's going to change much. I don't think there's going to be a whole lot over the last four weeks of the season for the Packers. It's going to change this. But who did you have for your MVP of, of of this team so far this year?
3: Um, I think if he didn't get hurt, Rashawn Gary was definitely going to be number one on my list. of uh, for, Or at least close. Maybe not number one, but he's going to be really close. Uh, with his injury, obviously, it's tough to have him as your MVP when he's missed every game since the Lions game. But I think at that point, you, the only two in my mind were Rashawn Gary or Aaron Jones. Like Aaron Jones is the guy. He isn't utilized enough. He is the, he was the bright spot on the offense. Now we're getting Christian Watson, A.J. Dillon's coming back uh, to what we saw last season. We're getting Romeo Dobbs back. And Lazard's the same players last year. Super clutch on third down. But the big thing to me is just Aaron Jones, seem to be at a different level this year. Uh always shifty, but it just seems like he d- he just does not go down at first contact. Uh it seems every other carry he has is going for 8-9 yards. Like he is just playing in my opinion his best his best football of his career. Uh which comes at a good time because the Packers have to decide if they want to take a 20 million dollar cap hit from next from him next season, release him or hopefully work out a deal because the way he's playing um I don't know how you can let him leave after this season. So Aaron Jones is definitely uh, my MVP.
2: Yeah, I, I struggled with this one a little bit, but uh, ultimately, yes, Aaron Jones is definitely the MVP of this team so far this year. I agree with what you said about Rashawn Gary, um, but hard at this point to, you know, give him that award being, being injured. Um, You know, Christian Watson, I mean, The problem with him is weeks one through eight or nine or whatever it was where he really didn't do a whole lot um, makes it hard. But Aaron Jones has by far been the most consistent offensive player. And quite honestly, probably the most consistent player on the entire team at this point through the entirety of the season. Uh, You know, there's a reason why he's got a $20 million cap hit next year. It's because he's good. And, and, I mean, yeah, he's definitely just been, uh, like you said, not utilized as much as he should have been this year. And it feels like they kind of figured that out a little too late in the year. Uh, But yeah, he's definitely been the most consistent player, best player. Um, And and you can see that through just like the first like eight weeks of the season. You know, I felt like half the time when they were getting him the football, it wasn't handoffs. It was motioning him out you know out of the backfield and throwing quick screens and so it was almost like he was your de facto best wide receiver which is sad uh but just really goes to show his versatility um definitely Aaron Jones for for MVP. So uh that'll move us into uh our rookie of the year uh which I can't imagine you and I are going to disagree on this one. I I feel like I feel I don't like know, we, we might you go All first. Right.
3: You go first. Let's see who, let's see
2: uh, well, who you have. Oh, okay. Well, okay. I think at this point in the year, th- there's only, of the rookies that have really played, you probably have, what, three options? Probably have Quay Walker as one option. Christian Watson's another option. And Romeo Dobbs, even though he hasn't played for a while, would mm-hmm. probably be your third option. I went with Christian Watson. Uh, and I know I'd mentioned that, you know, weeks, you know, one through eight or nine or whatever it was weren't great for him but uh I think for 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 the Packers I mean you found a stud in Christian Watson I mean he is good and it really felt like all he needed was the confidence and that Cowboys game and that first touchdown he scored and and it's it's really interesting to think that if that's all he needed if he had caught in that pass against the Vikings, like what would the season have been like? Cause it, it yeah. really felt like part of the reason why he didn't play weeks one through eight was again, I don't want to beat it to, to death, but I mean, when he dropped that pass in Minnesota, I was like, hmm, Aaron doesn't like that. And we probably are going to see that linger for a while. And we did. And, but I mean, he's just been, he's been electrifying. I mean, Heck, he's caught in touchdown passes from both quarterbacks this year. Um, and and I will say, Jimmy, I, I, I'm i sure a lot of people at this point have seen it, but I remember last weekend against the Bears watching his last touchdown, that, that end around that they ran right at the two-minute warning in the fourth quarter. Yep. I remember watching on TV and the TV angle, I was like, that corner wasn't that close, but I remember thinking like, okay, like, there wasn't a whole lot, like, there wasn't as much separation as I wanted. And then I saw a different angle from a fan at the stadium, and that corner could have had five yards and would never have caught him. Like, could have, like, taken an additional five yards without him moving. Like, I mean, he is fast. Yeah. And he's definitely brought, you know, a, a certain dynamic to this offense that, you know, Again, you don't want to say he's going to replace Devontae because it it just, that's damn near impossible to do. I mean, if you watched him against the Rams the other night, still owns Jalen Ramsey, uh, you know, but they've definitely found a home run player in him. And so my rookie of the year goes to Christian Watson.
3: Yeah. No, he was, I did not pick Christian Watson. He was high in my list, uh, number two. It's the only other option, honestly. Uh, but the thing is, everyone kept saying, he's just an MBS. He's just an MVS. Well, he's just strung together four games of high production, which shows you he's not MVS. because MVS will do a game and disappear for multiple weeks and pop up again for a game and not even a game. It's a catch. Like he'd have one great catch and then disappear again. Like Watson has been there. And the reason, the reason I didn't pick Christian Watson is the same thing with Rashawn Gary. He missed time with injury which not his fault that happens. But then also the lack of production, the first weeks you look at Quay Walker, who's my pick like starting day one, not only starting, then he had to replace Devondre Campbell being the the leader of that defense, calling the plays, having the Mike helmet, like that is such huge responsibility for a rookie. His speeds there. his Physicality is there. Does he struggle with some tackles? Yes, that's going to happen in rookie. There's always going to be something to improve on. I think that gets fixed up. uh Hopefully when we get a new defensive coordinator next year. Uh, but I, I just, the year Quay Walker's having, and it's going to get overshadowed now because of the research or the, yeah, the resurgence of Christian, Wa- uh, Christian Watson and what he's done this season so, or this end of the season. But Quay Walker's had a hell, of a hell of a season himself as a rookie, especially being a first-round pick, one that many fans weren't that pumped about because it was a defensive player, and we know Green Bay's track record of getting players on offense in the first round, not not much of a thing. So um, to see him come on and just show why the Packers picked him, uh, I, think, uh, I think he's going to be a really, really special player for the Packers, uh, honestly, as soon as next season.
2: Yeah, and I mean, yeah, the more you think of it, I mean – Definitely between Christian Watson and and Quay Walker, those are going to most likely be your your only two picks, because I mean, quite honestly, after those two guys, I mean, Romeo Dobbs has been about the only other rookie to really contribute. I guess you do have Zach Tom on the offensive line, but um, unfortunately, offensive linemen rarely ever get praise for anything that they do. So, uh, but yes, uh, no argument for me, Quay Walker. Yes, he's been great for this team and he has been more consistent throughout the year than Christian Watson has. But I just think with this, the spark that Christian Watson has given this offense in the last four weeks, uh, had to give it to him.
3: No, that's Uh, fair. I don't think you can go wrong with either one of them that you pick.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, let's move to probably the hardest one uh, on this list, just because... I mean, Jimmy, before the show, I sat there looking at the Packers (laughs) roster for like 20 minutes and couldn't make a decision just because, quite honestly, I could have picked
3: just about anybody. So um, you also nixed our we had our we had a most improved player, which you also said, let's not do that because you couldn't think of anyone. Well, I mean,
2: I mean, well, quite honestly, okay, if you're listening to this on Twitter in a comment or something like. And and we excluded rookies because, I mean, it's kind of hard. Like, I mean, yeah, you could say Christian Watson, most improved from, you know, but, like, usually you don't – you're picking players that have improved from last year. Yeah. And most improved I, – I just went through the roster, and I'm like, well, half these guys have regressed from last year. Another part of them weren't with us last year. Yeah. And then, you know, like like Alan Lazard, was a perfect example. Like, is he improved from last year? No. Is he – Worse than last year? No. He's just but the like, same guy. Yeah, he's just the same guy. It's I mean, a third down. Yeah, like there they, they really didn't feel like anybody that was super improved. But uh, biggest disappointment, quite honestly, you could take your pick. I mean, there's only like four players I think you could pick that would actually like be a wrong answer. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron there, Jones. Yeah, no. yes, literally. Because, <laughs> like, I mean, hell, at this point, Aaron Rodgers is up for this for this one. Yeah. I no, I know but, but I mean, this was this was hard just because,
3: man, there's a lot of disappointment to go around this year. I think for this one, I'm just doing – if I was going to pick an individual player, Darnell Savage was definitely high on my list. But then thinking about it, like, my biggest disappointment has to be the big cap hits from this season. Like, the players that cost the most money and their production level. So, like, the top seven right now. Aaron Rodgers, David Bakhtiari, who when he's on the field has been good, but also has missed a lot of time. Preston Smith, you see flashes, not consistent. Kenny Clark, I don't know what happened or where he is. Adrian Amos took a step back. Jair Alexander, Dean Lowry. And then you get to Aaron Jones, who is the bright spot in those first eight players. Like before that, the top seven cap hits have not been living up to their con like roger signs the biggest contract at that point for a quarterback is he leading the nf or like second in the nfc in touchdowns or whatever those stats are yes but the reason why is the nfc sucks like that's the reason is the nfc is it's not playing up to the level that we expected this year like it's so when you have mike white come in and look at look like one of the better quarterbacks and like if you would take mike white and put him on an nfc team he'd be one of the top five quarterbacks. Like, that's how bad the NFC quarterbacks have been playing. It's just those those players that you expected to either stay the same or take a jump up just haven't been there. And the only one that's a little bit not so – the one that's tough is Jair. He's had great moments, but he's also got burned by Terry McLaurin. He's got burned by uh, St. Brown, got burned by Nikhil Harry. Like, he hasn't been – a consistent shutdown corner all oh, see He got burned by Traylon Burks against the Titans that last, last pass of the game. Like he's just not as consistent as he has been. He'll make plays here and there, but he's not what you expected. And then later down the list as well, we just re-signed Devondre Campbell regressed. Razul Douglas regressed. So it's just like those players that just got those contracts and have just, you expect it to happen to maybe one or two players, but when you get seven or eight, that have good contract, like big contracts and all just decide at the same time to not live up to it. Like there's no chance for your team to be a Super Bowl contender. And so I think that's my biggest disappointment of of the season is just the money we spent is not translating to production on the field. And I just went on a rant. So I'm very sorry about that.
2: No, I mean, (laughs) but, but I mean, I think that that encapsulates the entire season because I mean, Like I said, I spent 20 minutes looking through the roster and I just couldn't decide because it just it's it's kind of like you said, take your pick. And I mean, ultimately, I ended up with Darnell Savage as my biggest disappointment. And the reason why I ended up there with him is because in the offseason, Green Bay picked up his fifth year option. And Mm -hmm. for for a first round draft pick to have your fifth year option picked up and then to come out and like immediately make the team regret doing that. (laughs) Get like, benched? Yeah, like he he got benched. Like mm-hmm. you know, it's you know, again, he's a first round pick. They just picked up his fifth year option, and then this is how his season goes. And you know, it's hard to you know be super harsh on him because I mean, to be quite honest, everybody on that defensive side of the ball has been has been bad for the most part. Um, Rashawn Gary at this point is probably the he. Rashawn Gary hasn't played in weeks and is still like by far, like the best thing on that defense. Uh, But I agree, you know, the other guy that I was thinking of was with the other two players I was thinking of was Rasul Douglas and Jair Alexander and Jair for the exact reasons that you had mentioned, he gets this big contract and yes, he's had bright spots, but as bright as his bright spots have been, his low spots have been pretty bad, you know, and, And Rasul Douglas, same thing. I mean, he made all those big plays last year and he has what one interception this year, I think. I think he had one against the Bills. And he had that forced fumble,
3: but then it came yeah, it came right after he got burned by uh Chase Claypool. So I don't know. Yeah. So I mean and if you look at you know what what so Darnell Savage next season And I'm going to cut out Adrian else because I don't see him being on the team next year just because of cap casualties, honestly. Um, Mm -hmm. But, or I think his contract's up. Uh, Darnell Savage would be the ninth highest paid player or cap hit on our team next season. Not great. Not Not great, Bob. Not great, Bob. (laughs) I had a like player like, Rodgers, thirty-one million; Bakhtiari, twenty-nine million; Kenny Clark, twenty-three; Jones, twenty. We'll see what happens with him. Please, God, let him be on the team. Uh, Jair, Preston, Rashan, Devondre are the players ahead of him.
2: Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's that's not great, As, especially with the way he's been playing. So, uh, but yeah, biggest disappointment. I mean, pretty much, pretty much just about anybody but Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones was not on my list. He was, he was a wrong answer
3: that I could think of. And who's, who's been more of a disappointment though. And not to just go down this negative rabbit hole, which we definitely can do. uh, But Razul Douglas definitely had the contract, but he didn't have much of a track record under than half a season with the Packers to like get your hopes up. But then you look at Eric Stokes, a first round pick had a great year last year with Jair being out and then come into the season and is a completely different player. Like which one to you was more disappointing. Was it Douglas or was it Stokes? It, it, it's hard because you always hear of the
2: sophomore slump for, for, for players, mm-hmm. you know, like it, it's not all that uncommon. Um, I feel like my answer would still be Rasul Douglas. And the reason why is, is because I feel, like I remember Rasul Douglas making plays last year, and 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 again I know like it, it's a weird thing with corners. Like Richard Sherman at, at the peak of his career, like you never heard him during games, and it's because nobody threw to him, and that's how you knew he was good, yeah. right? Um, but I would just say that it felt like the expectations for Rasul Douglas were higher, um, yeah. and because of the fact that like you knew that Stokes was going to be under contract. Rasul Douglas was not going to be under contract. They had to go out of their way to make the room for him. Yeah. And, and it, and I mean, it kind of feels like you re-signed him to make those big plays. Yeah. And you have, and you haven't seen it, you know? Um, and some and he, of it is due to, to the fact that again, and it's, you can't really blame a guy for it, but, I also give Stokes a little bit of a pass because, I mean, now, granted, he wasn't playing well before his injury. But, you know, then being injured and him really not being able to make up for it since then. Yeah. Also, also, I give him a little bit more of a pass there. But I could see how you, you you make an argument for either.
3: Yeah, I'm going down the list and just seeing like which players, just because there are going to have to be cuts or restructures on these deals just because of the cap situation the Packers are in. And like some of the players with the most saving that you could get. Um, I'm not sure with Bakhtiari. I thought I said, saw something that if it's a post-June 1st release, you save more. But he's at $6 million, but he'd still be a $23 million cap hit. Jones is by far the most with $11 million saved. But then you get to Razul, you, you end up saving $3 million if you release him. And that's the thing is I'm wondering is like, do have they seen enough not to try to get that money?
2: I don't know because, I mean, if you release him and if Eric Stokes doesn't do well, you've got one corner that you feel good about. Yeah. you know, And you did
3: just sign him to a contract, give him. And that's the thing What's tough about these players is any logical person is looking at the team thinking, we have a new defensive coordinator next year. And so you don't know what they could unlock in some of these players. Um, Darnell Savage, I've lost all hope in him. But (laughs) when you look at, like, Devondre, maybe he can come back. Stokes, have a good year will have a good year. So it's like, do you want to cut them early and save the money? Or do you want to see if a new defensive coordinator and scheme um, can possibly bring the most out of them? Which is the way I think I would lean because there's so much damn talent on this defense, which again goes into the frustration of how lackluster they've played thus far.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all
1: Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash blue wire. That's harrys.com slash blue wire for a $3 trial set.
2: Yeah. Well, I would, I guess my personal opinion would be to, it, it kind of depends on what you're going to do next year. Like, I mean, if you think that you're going to bring Aaron back next year and you're going to try to make a push, then I, I would say you probably bring Rasul Douglas back. Cause I mean, if you think new defensive coordinator and you're giving it one last push towards the super bowl like yeah. sure but but if you think you're going to move on from aaron if aaron decides to retire you know maybe you do just kind of trim a lot of the fat so to speak and you know because i mean the odds of you being a, a playoff contender next year with jordan love is a first year even though i think jordan love can be good i just don't yep. think in his first year as a starter you would make the playoffs so whether yep. you have that that talent there or not, I
3: think is irrelevant at that point.
2: Yeah. So now for sure. I w- I would think a lot of that kind of depends on what you think the team's going to be next year.
3: Yeah, we'll see but, what happens. It's going to be a fun off season.
2: Mm-hmm, yeah, it's going to be an eventful one.
3: Yeah, maybe fun's not the word. It's going to be an interesting one for yes. sure. All right, Jimmy. Let's get to the last one
2: here. Uh, we cut most improved out for this year because there wasn't really.
3: An well, just, for.
2: just so I can put mine. Mine was John Runyon
3: Jr. But J- John Run
2: and like and, and but again though, like I mean, looking through it, he was like one of like two players and I was like, yeah, yeah, I could I could see you making an argument. So <laughs> we decided to sub we decided to sub out most improved this year for who needs to be the most improved for next year. And this kind of goes to biggest disappointment because I mean you could pretty much say just about everybody. Uh, but Jimmy, who do you think needs to be? And, and this could be a position group or just a, a, a single player. Um, but who really needs to step it up going into next year?
3: This one was, I think this one was the toughest one for me because there's a lot of different ways you could go with it. Uh, and I think I'm going to go based on our pre-show conversation we had about this guy. Uh, I, I went with, I went with Devonte Wyatt and a lot of it is just his usage I am a thousand percent in the camp of he should be playing the majority of the snaps. You invested a first round pick. Your playoff hopes are at like a 6% and most likely in all reality, not going to happen. And this defense is bad already. It's not like it's defense, a good yeah. defense. And the players ahead of him are Jerron Reed and Dean Lowry to where Jerron Reed will make splash plays. Dean Lowry will do his job sometimes and <laughs> block a field goal. But, you have so much invested in this guy. It's not that. And we were saying before the show, I think they just had in their mind that they're going to do the Rashawn Gary approach of bring him in, have him play behind a veteran of Kenny Clark, other veterans like Dean Lowry, Jeron Reed, whatever their ability is veteran players. I can teach them Kenny Clark, regardless of his production this season, in my opinion, still one of the best defensive linemen in the NFL and let him learn and develop. But the team isn't in the position it was when Rashawn Gary was a rookie. Also again, first round pick play him. He's not just a rookie. He's not a 20 year old rookie either. He's 24. So like you need to, you need to speed up the process of his development. And the only way to do that is giving him those reps in an actual game because he played nine snaps last week and he did well on those nine snaps. It's not like you see a play where you're like, wow, Devonte Wyatt really screwed that one up and blew that play up. Like, he he's doing his job at least. And the only way for him to improve in a faster pace is giving him those damn reps and they just aren't doing it. And it's so frustrating. Uh, So I, I think for him next year too, with Dean Lowry being his contract, being up with Jaron Reed, who knows what they're going to do with him. Like this defensive line is still one of the worst position groups on the team because they've, people have always said they've never given Aaron Rodgers help, which I think is a load of BS, but I don't think they've ever given Kenny Clark help on that defensive line. Yeah, you have edge rushers, but when you just have a nose tackle and that's your biggest weapon on the interior of your defensive line, you're screwed. You need somebody else. And for Clark to bounce back, you need Wyatt to be worthy of that first round pick. So um, he's going to have to be the biggest improve. And I think it's the combination of skill set, developing from a rookie to a sophomore, and just their usage of him, because there's no reason for him not to be playing more than he is right now.
2: Yeah, I 100% agree. Um, Ultimately, you know, unless you're, you know, unless you're the team that won the Super Bowl the year before, if you're a first-round pick, you you need to be contributing at at some level. And so I don't know if that's, he's just not as good as they thought he was, or they just have really dumb reasons for not playing him right now. I don't know, Uh, but, yeah, that's definitely one. I'm looking at the safety position for this team uh, for next year just because, like you said, I don't think Adrian Amos is going to be back next year just for cap reasons. Um, Darnell Savage, I already talked about, biggest disappointment. He's got his fifth-year option. He's going to be here next year, uh, but right now I don't have any faith in him. And, I mean, you know, Rudy Ford has come in and has – he, you know he's he's had moments where he's played well uh but you know my thing with him right now is is you know is this something that can be consistent for him or is this just kind of a flash in the pan for him uh you know and and I'll be quite honest I, I couldn't tell you the difference between a free safety and a strong safety like what the hell like the difference between the two of them is and I don't know which one Savage is and I don't know which one Ford is but you know, this is just it. It's a position that Green Bay, for whatever reason, can't seem to get right. Like it's just, it's a position that they. I don't know if it's they don't value it. Um, I know they had it. You know, it was good for like a in twenty twenty when they had Savage. Savage is probably best year as a safety, and and Adrian Amos was playing well. But you're not going to have Amos next year. And right now, I think. I think if you ask Packer fans, they won't do it. But if you ask Packer fans, how would you feel if the Packers cut Darnell Savage at the end of the year? I don't think anyone would care. Yeah, I, I really don't. And so just that position right now is looking really weak for next year. And so whether it's Darnell Savage improving or them signing somebody, but that is a position group that does not look great for next year.
3: No, I agree. That's definitely one that needs to have a a big jump in improvement. And obviously Amos, I think, has had a big drastic drop off, which is frustrating because he was always that kind of like solid cornerstone of that secondary, like never really talked shit, was always just doing his job and was solid at it. And that's why I don't know if like the scheme has affected him more than anybody else because of this drop. Like I have a hard time believing his ability just took a huge hit like this. Like we saw with Savage homeboy was very one game. He's doing great. The next game you wish he was on a different team. Amos was never really like that. So that's why I don't know if like, I don't know what's going on with him. I think I'm more surprised about Amos than I am with a lot of people on that defense.
2: Yeah. Well, and I mean, Surprise, surprise. Here we are sitting yet again, talking about what needs to improve for next year. And the conversation is around the defense. Now, granted, if you, I mean, with the way the team's been this year, you could pick Aaron Rodgers has got to improve for next year if he's back. Um, Certainly the offensive line has not played well this year. Uh, You do wonder how much of that is due to the fact that Bakhtiari hasn't been healthy all year. Elton Jenkins, you know, still recovering. I, I, I believe, Even though he's playing, I feel like he's not 100% from his ACL tear. Um, You know, uh, Josh Myers is not bad, but he's not great. Um, He seems to be kind of inconsistent at this point. So there's a lot that this team needs to improve on for next year. But, um, you know, amazingly enough, though, Jimmy, we sat here and had this entire conversation and didn't once mention special teams.
3: That's an (laughs) improvement. Like, they, as... Are they great? No. Are they as bad as last year? No. Will they be better when they get a kicker that can do touchbacks on kickoffs? No. Yes. No. Because then you don't have to worry about your coverage team. Well, you have a kicker that can force a (laughs) a touchback rather than fair enough.
2: Well, but again, that's not entirely solving the problem.
3: It's not, but it's, it's mitigating (laughs) how many times you can be a problem.
2: That's fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. So, Hey, but good for us that, and hey, we kind of have a kick returner.
3: That's nice. That's nice. We got yeah. Aaron Jones. Watson looks good. Dobbs could be great in the future. Dobbs could be really good in the future. To Tour- I like there are a lot of pieces. And I think this is just because, like, there's a lot of times bias comes in of like picking your team to win when you know in reality they probably shouldn't or won't. And I think a lot of our bias, like, our, being upset fans comes in when we do the show of like we're so disappointed that it's hard for us to point out the positives there are positives on this team there's there is a there is a a chance that next season they bounce back and are uh, a lock for the playoffs but right now they are not and the frustration comes out when you just think about what could have been what you thought it was going to be and the reality of the situation
2: yeah Yeah, it's definitely, it's been a rough season. Um, And I think it, you know, like you said, I think one of the things that makes it super difficult is the fact that Green Bay won 13 games the last three years. And like, while I think if you were a realistic fan, if you'd asked me at the beginning of the season, is Green Bay going to win 13 games again this year, given all the changes they went through? You know, I would have said no. But if you had asked me, would Green Bay be five and eight, you know, in the middle of December, I also would have told you no. Yeah. You know, I, I I figured quite honestly, I figured at this point in the season, they'd be eight and five, you know, yeah. they'd, they'd be vying for a playoff spot. They'd be in the hunt. Um, but,
3: it, you know, when you have the drop off that Green Bay has, you know. Part of the season, too, is you need luck. And right now the luck's not on our side, like the Vikings, as much as I hate to admit it, they have talent. And they have luck right now. Like their game well, against the Bills, their game against the Jets, like they're minus differential in a lot of categories, but they're still winning. And that's right. all you need sometimes. You need talent. You need luck. And it's just not on our side this year.
2: Well, and, and exactly. And I mean, that's the thing. Is you bring up the Vikings. I, the Vikings, I think, were zero nine last year in one possession games, mm-hmm. and and this year I think they're like eight and one or something like that. In I mean, so it's one of those. It, it, it first of all, it goes to show that your season is built around one possession games, Yep, you know, and, and if it's a one possession game, that usually means that you need a break to go your way. Right. Yep. You know, and I mean, Green Bay was the opposite. Now, granted, you know, I don't know what Green Bay's one possessions was last year, but I mean, that's the thing for Minnesota this year. They just weren't getting breaks last year in one possession games this year they're getting all the breaks. Yep. And, and, and so, so much of it is about getting those breaks and, I mean, you look at Green Bay this year and it just it feels like they haven't gotten as many breaks as they normally do. And that 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 happens. And uh, but I think it also goes to quiet all those Viking fans that say Packers always get every call when I mean, that's clearly not the case. And the biggest one that I can think of this year was uh, Elton Jenkins manhandling an Eagles
3: defensive oh lineman gosh. and getting called for holding. Yeah. like That was such a beautiful pancake too. I think that's the worst part was it wasn't just like a block that shouldn't have been holding. Like it was a textbook, what they will show players on how you attack as a guard. And they call the holding penalty on it. It was just insane. But yeah, here we are. So, we still scored on that drive. So it is what it is. Yeah. We, we still scored,
2: but I just couldn't believe it. I was like, well, I guess when,
3: I guess when you're just that good, they have to think
2: that it's a penalty.
3: Yeah. Like, there's no way he just manhandled another human (laughs) being like that.
2: So, yeah, there are bright spots to this team. Um, And, I mean, I'm not in this boat. But if you want to be the eternal optimist, uh, you know, Green Bay can still make the playoffs. I I saw on Friday. I saw on Friday. There was somebody on Twitter that laid out the path to the playoffs for the yeah. Packers. Zach Cruz, I think
3: we need to go four and zero, and we need the Giants and uh, Commanders to both go one and four. Or no? At, well, yes, it's it's one, 1 and 3. F-
2: it, it's it's one and three or one and four, but it's it's like a specific one and four. It's not like you get to pick and choose. Yes, yeah, the Giants
3: it, have to beat the Commanders and then yeah, lose it, the rest of their games. Yeah, and the Commanders have to beat a certain certain team and lose the rest of their games.
2: Yeah. So, so and and I think there's. One other, I think it's Carolina has to lose a game, which yeah, I looked at which, that. And I said,
3: I said, Chad, we got that yeah. one.
2: <laughs> yeah, <check>. that, one's, <laughs> that one's done, but, uh, the rest of it, I don't know about. So, um, but anyway, enjoy the bye week uh, Jimmy, I, I know you're going to be watching at least six hours of football. Yeah. Me too. I'll, you know, I'll probably, hell, I'll probably watch all 12 hours because my wife, her response is what else are we supposed to do on Sundays? So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's different without the Packers. It'll be different next weekend too, because you got the Monday night game, but there's a, there's a lot to look forward to. I think quite honestly, Jimmy, and we're running way long here. So I want to wrap up, but uh, I'm excited for the Rams game. Not only because I think we'll win. Cause I think the Rams are just that bad this year, but I do believe that it's going to be since Christian Watson has kind of actually been involved in the offense. I think it's going to be the first game that he and Romeo Dobbs are both going to be playing and like yep. contributing at a high level because yep. uh, I do believe uh, Lafleur said that he is on track to play.
3: Yeah, and not so, to be a, a negative Nelly, it could in all seriousness, depending on how other games play out, it could be Aaron Rodgers last game at Lambo. If he is bet if he does sit out after we're eliminated from the playoffs, this it's a real possibility.
2: It is it is a very real possibility. And uh that is a that is a very different topic for a very different show. But yeah, uh, I wanted to end it on a good one. <laughs> end it on good note. There we go. So all right. Well, Jimmy, uh, real quickly, if people want to get in touch with you, follow your work, how can they do that?
3: Yeah, you can uh follow me on Twitter, Jimmy underscore C08 every Tuesday uh i'm on a podcast on brand off topic and then every wednesday uh, i'm on a live youtube show lombardi's bar uh follow them on twitter at lombardi's bar follow me on twitter watch the show tell us we suck i don't really care as long as i get that view number i'm happy
2: (laughs) all right there you go and uh being honest (laughs) you don't have to like
3: it but if i get a view i'm cool you're, you're like Skip
2: Bayless, you know? Like no, not- I'm not that bad,
3: bad. I don't try to suck. But if I just naturally <laughs> suck, then it is what it is. So,
2: yeah, that was I'm sorry. That was a cheap shot. I I, I retract that. <laughs> All right. Well, and as always, you can find me on Twitter at producer Nick LB. Um, yeah, that's about it. You know, I don't I don't do a whole lot anymore. Um, a lot of it's due to the kid. Um, I love having a kid, but man, there's a everything. lot of work he's a lot of work like jimmy we we went to the grocery store today and that was a, that was a challenge
3: it's hell on earth yeah <laughs> does not make sure one of us just stays home with the kids because i'd rather just it, it it's the best way someone stay home with the kid the other person go to grow get groceries
2: yeah so all right well thank you everybody so much for putting up with jimmy and myself this this weekend with really no real packers content um you know, so uh, enjoy your football Sunday, uh, you know, enjoy it, watching. You know, the nice thing is you don't have to, you don't have to watch the Packers lose this you
1: know. <laughs> weekend. All right. <laughs> All
2: right. And with that, I'm done. So uh, thank you everybody so much for listening. We appreciate it as always. Uh, thank you for
1: listening. And as always, go Packers. <laughs>